Hey, Remarkable Mommies, thanks for coming back. Hope you're just as excited for part two as we are. Get ready to pick up right where we left off. So can you walk us through, I mean, we know mm -hmm. you talked a little bit about service, giving back to your community, mm -hmm. um, which I think is wonderful, but what actually made you decide to run mm -hmm. for, for, for city council? I had been organizing for Moms Demand Action. I, I kind of, I'd always been thinking about advocacy on that particular issue. Um, it was something that really hit hard for me because my senior year of high school was when Columbine happened. Uh, and somehow, you know, it just, it was very formative for me um, to think about that issue. And as I then went on and was studying social policy, you know, it was one of those things where I just thought, wow, why can't we do more about yeah. this? Then fast forward, I had my first daughter and Sandy Hook happened. Uh, and how horrifying oh, that was, was as, you know, as a parent to think about that experience for those parents and to think that that could happen anywhere. Right. Yeah. It, you know, Sandy Hook could have been Hoboken. It could yeah. have been anywhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden Pulse nightclub happened. And that was such a mass tragedy that, again, targeted a certain population because it was going after a club for LGBTQ yeah. community in Orlando. Yeah. And like that for whatever reason, that was like my last straw. Yeah. And I ended up contacting the organization and I said, you know, I really want to do something locally. And there was nobody in this area. And they said, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> and I said, well, because I'm a mom and I I'm know. busy and I have I'm a full-time job. I'm going to add this to my uh, plate right. too. How I do mean, I do this? And I was sort of convinced that, okay, I can find a way to do this. And so I start organizing for Moms Demand Action in Hudson County, and I start going to all of these community meetings just to talk about it and to learn more about how Hoboken was addressing that, how Hudson County was addressing it. So I was going to coffee with a cop. I'm going to city council meetings. And lo and behold, it <laughs> was not long before the mayor at the time invites me to lunch. And I thought, oh, that's so great. She wants to talk more about Moms Demand Action yeah. and what I'm working on. And in Instead, she sat me down and said, I'd like you to run for city council with me. And I thought, mm. but why? Why yeah. would I do that? <laughs> yeah. I like, don't understand. Mm. And uh, it's funny because I know, like, having learned more about, you know, women in office, there's actually research about why it is that there aren't more women who run for office. And yeah. one of the things is there's statistics that it takes a woman being asked eight times before wow. they are willing to kind of like jump off that ledge so to speak and it's so interesting like psychologically you know what are the reasons for that is it you know that women feel like you need to be overly prepared for everything is it that you you know it's an yeah. uncomfortable experience yeah. because it's you know kind of uncharted is it because there aren't a lot of other women in that space is it because we're already juggling so many things being parents and working yeah. and you know it's there's a lot of i think reasons that go into that but you know, suddenly I find myself on the other side of the table having this conversation about running for office and I and in Hoboken, no less, yeah. which, you know, it's a little bit of a blood sport. Let's oh, be honest. I, Emily, <laughs> I, I ran for city council. And you let me tell this. you, you know, oh my God, I ran as an independent because yeah. all I wanted to do yep. was help my city. That's right. Yeah. I That's just right. wanted to do that. I didn't yes. want to be tied to anybody. That's that was right. my objective. Yeah. And of course, you know, always hard for an independent to win. But yes, yes. But anyway, I 
got completely because I was an independent. Mm-hmm. Like people came after oh, my yeah. family, and yes. they had nothing against my. They couldn't find anything on my family. Yeah, except one yeah. thing that was like literally my husband um, was the one that like they came after. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, "There's no way that I will ever do this again." Yeah, 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 yeah. because it was a that's right. troll online. That's yeah. right. That's right. The trolls come out and they. Yeah try to just like crucify you that's yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. and they're nasty yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's awful it's yeah. it's really difficult yeah. especially when you have kids and yeah. you yeah you know that your kids know these things you know i my kids i've i forget it was sometime over the summer googled me and they you know brought up some article oh. about a council meeting and you know and it was fine it was not we had a good conversation about it it wasn't anything you know that was that was disturbing or anything but you know i thought to myself it's such a strange thing when you're putting your kids, you know, inadvertently in this position of having to be involved in something that they're really not involved yeah. with. You yeah. know, I talk to them about being involved in politics because I want to do something good in my community. Right. Right. Like that's we all want to give yeah. back in that way. Um, but then, you know, people want to assign something else to that and they yeah. want, you know, people talk about you who you've never actually talked to. You've right. never yeah. even met and this you're, person. Yeah, you're like, Where, yeah. 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 Come yeah. on. That's you don't even right. know who I am. Yeah, I feel like that's. That's just the political. It is, yes. and and yes. you know, it just gets it, yeah. yeah. Hoboken is a place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like any place. That's but, right. Yeah, but I yes, wonder it can how get much, dirty. I don't know. It's really yes. dirty. It's like any place, but I mean, growing up in DC, politics is tough. Oh, sure. Really, yes. And I think like oh, growing yes. up in DC. Oh, you like, saw I this know for the sure. Why women don't get because yeah. we don't want to get involved. We, right. We don't want to have our names kind of dragged through the mud. That's right. Yeah. Well, but all right. Everything comes from a really good place. Yeah. I'm like I want I don't want to talk about the negatives because there are like a oh, lot yeah, of total them. Positives. But I want to talk about more the the positive of you yes. know what made you run for office and mm-hmm. you know I know it's really hard you know whether you're a man or a woman or you yeah. know or, or however you identify I think running for office is is super difficult mm-hmm. but you know once you're in office and I mean there are a lot of people on both sides you know that you know some win and and some and some lose yeah but I think that. You know, understanding, and I wish more women would run for office mm-hmm. because that's kind of the whole Girl Scout thing. There is power in right. numbers, absolutely. And I think that you know, having women that are in office that can kind of give a leg up or help mm-hmm. other women, I think is super important too. So I think it's great. You know, you ran Bonnie, and oh yeah, my daughter more, saw me run right. for a leadership yeah. role. Yep, and, and that's yep. important. And she helped campaign for me. Yeah, you know, like, yes. and so did my son. That's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like they had years of that. Right. And yeah. then what I was most inspired by at, or what I was motivated by after doing that experience was when I then heard that my son Jackson was running for like whatever it was, president of his class. Yeah. Directly after we That's I right. campaigned and, That's right. and lost. But yeah. yeah. But like. It must have inspired him. Yes, you know? absolutely. That. So, that's and he awesome. watches yeah. you go into a space, you know, where you're being brave yeah. and you're yes. doing something right. that's uncomfortable for yeah. you. And, and that's so yeah. important for kids to see yeah. because we don't have, you know, I tell this to my kids all the time. I don't have all the answers. I'm not a perfect yeah. person. I'm learning and I'm yeah. trying new things because right. I'm trying to get them to do that at seven and 10. Right. It doesn't stop just because I'm 42. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, um, right after he, he ran, his campaign was hurry, scurry, vote for Murray. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. It. I know, isn't that adorable? We had all these posters and That's made up, cute. and it was super cute. I love cute. the kids campaigning. It's so it's so different. It's and fun it's, watching and it's it. So it's such a fun it's such a fun thing. So 
I mean, c congrats to both of you for running for office because I I took some like um, there's the vote run lead yes. program and I did go Absolutely. through that. But it's so funny that you said that statistic about eight times because yeah. I probably I did I went through it twice. Yeah. And then yeah. I even talked about it, but I was like, I am not. I mean, I was like, I am not gonna step. You know, dip my toe into mm -hmm. home maybe and now politics. you will after this I episode. No, I was yeah, like, I, come on, get I've inspired. Seen, I was like, yes. I grew up vote run lead. What come on, I know, right? Oh my god, I can see you do it. Oh, no. Totally. <laughs> so, but all right. So you ran. You ran for office. Mm -hmm. Things are, you know, going really well. I also am a member of like Moms Demand Action, and in mm -hmm. my, my, for me, it was yeah. just like everything like mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. I felt so helpless mm -hmm. and I was like what like what is happening in this country yeah. like what is happening in this country like is there a way and I mean I do things but it's again like it's mm -hmm. so hard when you have so many other things going on yeah. like I'll send out postcards and I try to yep. like use my social media but it really you know it's like just talking to people mm -hmm. and it was so wonderful mm -hmm. when we had Amy on mm -hmm. like she's so like you know um just provided like details and information mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so speaking a little bit about your work um with gun sense for, uh, in America um you know how how do you think like things are going you know and I know like very very recently we just had another incident in Hoboken yeah I don't know. I didn't see like the last details on that, mm -hmm. um, but I think I think they're know. still trying to find the person. They are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was actually uh, one prior that they actually they one of the suspects came for. forward, a second oh. suspect mm -hmm. saying that he was involved. That's right. From and that's he right. came from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's and that's the thing too. People come from all from, over, from yeah. anywhere. Yeah, you can buy a gun. You know, yeah. you can yeah. you can carry a gun. Mm -hmm. We were just actually talking. Um, to some police officers about that, like, mm -hmm. and how, like, you know, the they're trying to mm -hmm. combat it, but it's really, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but talk us through a little bit sure. about how you believe the initiative is going. Are mm -hmm. there any new things? Mm -hmm. Is there anything maybe that you want to share with sure. Hoboken, you know, mm -hmm. How can we the, keep our kids yeah. safe, yeah. you know, or our teens, sure. like, yeah. aware Absolutely. and alert and, you know. sure. I think um, on I would say overall, I think on the balance, I think there's a lot of good awareness about this being an issue that people care about. And what I'm thinking about is kind of if you look at like the presidential debates as kind of a test of what are the things that people in America care about, you know, 20 years ago, this was not on the radar screen. And then fast forward to the most recent presidential election and all of a sudden, organizations like Everytown and Moms Demand Action are really critical players in endorsements of candidates. And you're seeing that not just with the presidential, you're seeing that you know with congressional representatives, but you're also seeing that locally, where there's been sort of this like flipping of the script, where like the NRA used to give report card ratings to the congressional people who were supportive of them, and they would proudly tout, you know, this representative gets an A from the NRA, and they got you know campaign money that followed that. And I think it's a fascinating thing that every town through its advocacy has flipped that and said, 
we are proud to get an F from the NRA and we are going to make you an every town endorsed candidate because people care about gun violence in this country and they think that there is a problem here. Um, and if you you know, look at the data, it's what's really scary right now is that coming through COVID, there has been an increase in the sales of weapons in this country because there was a lot of anxiety there. People didn't know what to do and how it was going to go. And there was this sense of insecurity that I think led people to trying to figure out how to cope with that. And one of the ways they coped was purchasing weapons. And we saw that across the country, including in Hoboken, where the rate of permitting went from, you know, like Hoboken usually averages about 200 to 300 gun permits per year. It actually shot up to more like 600 during COVID because people were very worried. And what happens as an extension of that is more of gun violence because Mm. Unfortunately, people believe that having a weapon makes you safer. Statistically, it actually makes you more at risk. Um, And there are a whole lot of different reasons why. But one of them is that, you know, teens are not dumb. They know where these things are stored. And so you think that you are being careful and that, you know, you're safe about it. And then, you know, kids find a way. They get access. Um, Kids are curious. It's, It's just how it works. And so I think... There's been a lot of efforts both on like the legislative side in terms of advocacy, but we also do a lot of work on just safe storage and mm-hmm. trying to create ways that ensure that any of those unintended shootings are prevented, whether that's promoting gun locks, whether that's promoting um, safes that are you know programmed with fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the technology is only improving to make these things um, even more secure and better than it's been historically. It's 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 a really tough issue. There's a lot that's going into that. It, yeah, really um, tough issue. It's yeah, and I, it's I mean, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just going to say and you might not know the answer to yeah. that and if you to this and if you don't totally totally okay. I I was just curious why schools mm-hmm. as an example, like mm-hmm. like let's why why don't schools have metal detectors at like every mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that at least as kids go through, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe some schools do and some schools don't, but the mm-hmm. ones that don't, why don't they get the proper, mm-hmm. you know, metal detectors I so that at least on all sides, yeah. kids that are coming in have to go through the metal detector. Mm-hmm. Maybe we find something. It's yeah. tough because it's a balance between treating kids as kids versus taking every precaution possible. And I think, you know, if you're in, in, in an airport, you have the expectation of going through a metal detector because of the regulations around travel. You know, I think it's hard with kids in a school environment to have that same sort of process because it's, you know, inadvertent, you know, it sort of, it sends a message yeah. about what their school should, you know, is about and what potentially what they think of those kids, which Mm -hmm. is hard, you know, psychologically, it's, I think there's a similar debate around police and schools, you know, and whether or not that is a good thing, or if it's not a great thing. Um, You know, Hoboken has a community policing model. And so our officers in our schools are considered school resource officers, Mm -hmm. and they're there to do outreach and talk about, you know, a positive interaction. But I know in other communities, it's, I think, a bit different where law enforcement is seen as more, um, you know, punishment driven and, Mm. you know, and it's and it's a less positive relationship. And so I think there's a tension between wanting kids to have safe spaces where they feel like kids and they feel like, you know, it's it's comfortable for them versus um, a more punitive environment, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't 
you know, there's no right answer. I don't, yeah. you know, it's hard to say, you know, what's the correct thing. I mean, um, I'm sure some of it is maybe financial too. Right. You I know, think and, it is too. But I think that also too, like Emily was saying, there's kind of like the stigma. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you knew, I knew growing up there were schools that mm-hmm. where they did have metal detectors and mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want to go to that school. Right. Because who wants to go yeah. to a school where you have to go through a metal detector? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, and then my thing is like, I don't think it's, it's not the children bringing mm-hmm. guns to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, well, sometimes maybe, it maybe sometimes yeah. it is an issue, but my thing is mm-hmm. more about people coming into the school that shouldn't be there in the first yeah. place. Yeah. And I think that that's why originally they were like, do we have police officers mm-hmm. in the school mm-hmm. to help, you know, with with protection? But I mm-hmm. think it's a tough thing. I do yeah. agree with the community policing model mm-hmm. because then also, too, like people don't know that they're there. Right. So like if someone was to just show up right. that shouldn't be there, then yeah. they can kind of like spring into action. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the right... There's also a really um, positive program, inter- like a very strong program in terms of its results um, called like Credible Messengers. Um, and sometimes law enforcement officers can be part of that where sometimes the thing that is the intervention point for those kinds of tragedies is hearing about it before it happens. And so when our officers or school resources officers are in the community and they're, you know, whether that's at the high school, whether it's at the football game, you know, maybe they're just out in your neighborhood and you always are running into, you know, this officer Feskins that you know, because he's always at school. They start to hear things and they start to develop relationships. Mm. And lo and behold, you might get that kid who says, you know, hey, like, I overheard this that there's going to be a fight later. You know, they're yeah. going to. I heard something's going to go down here. You yeah. know, and all of a sudden you have these opportunities to kind of head off these situations that might kind of like escalate to that point of yeah. violence yeah. out. You know, happening. But if you can head that off because you have these relationships with you know kids or whoever else or is involved, tweens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can actually prevent those things from happening. Um, and it's been very effective. Like Newark has something called the Newark Street Team, yeah. Um, and it's really amazing the work that they do. It yeah. makes a big yeah. difference in communities. So my son actually, uh, when he was in middle school, he had started the Coco with a Cop. Oh, nice. Yeah, it I started love that. at the Hudson School, and then it ended up like he brought it to a bunch of different towns. That's great. Um, yeah. But same idea like you mm-hmm. know he he had had an incident in the park and was chased for his cell phone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a young kid and mm-hmm. um everything you know he was he got punched and stuff too but he was fine yeah um but it kind of gave him that idea of mm-hmm. like you know yeah. if i had either had a relationship Should, like right like yeah. i didn't know exactly what to do except yeah. sure. run yeah. to washington street right yeah get right. to yeah. washington street and he ran into giovanni's and yeah. he called for yeah you know for help, help. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's like you know the coco with a cop program you know interacted with the tweens and teens yep. and yeah wanted to get to know them a little better, find out what is it that they, you know, are struggling with out there, you know, and to your point, developing a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out really well. Yeah. And I think that in the community, like those programs, Mm -hmm. you know, children being aware, but then also too, like on Washington Street, most shop owners, like Mm -hmm. if if the children need help, they're there to help them. And I think that also too, like knowing where you can go. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's so nice having like the community knowing where they can go to to get help if, if they need it is really important too and all those things working together to make like a, a safe a environment safe community. yeah yeah wow it's so crazy like trying to keep our our teens safe when we were talking to amy it's like things that you never mm-hmm. in a million years would have thought that's right you would even have to like talk to your kids about but i do remember 
where I grew up, a lot mm-hmm. of people had, mm-hmm. you know, the fathers were hunters and they had sure. those gun closets and they were not ever locked. Yeah. But nobody, yeah. I mean, it's like out of my friends, I was like, I don't think anybody would have got, because like right. they would have gotten in so much trouble right. with right. their dad. Yes. He would be like, what, you know, what do you think you're like, why would you even go into that's right my gun closet? Mm-hmm. Like, unless we're going to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I think that also, too, like the importance of the parents being aware of like how they their children interact with, you know, the if they have weapons in the yeah, home, like absolutely like saying like awareness of like, all right, these are daddy's guns and mm-hmm. making sure that it's locked and making sure the kids can't because also, too, like kids you know, they see it on TV and they don't realize That's right. how real it is. That's you know, right. There's just so many tragedies where younger kids got access to Absolutely. guns and shot, shot their friends exactly. in their houses. Exactly. Um, and that's the most horrible thing. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure. glad to hear that, you know, there are initiatives that are mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember I was talking to someone and they were just saying it's like baby steps, like chipping, it's yeah. chipping away to, at a very large problem. And, That's right. And, and I think that like all of the advances that have been happening with like Moms Demand Action mm-hmm. to say like we're, you know, we're not supporting the NRA yeah. unless they are going to do, yes. you know, X, Y, and Z. Be to part keep, of the solution. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. Speaking of uh, self-defense, <laughs> I know there's so many things we want to kind of dig into. We're wondering about, mm-hmm. I know that there have been like teen, like self-defense classes, but we're wondering a little bit about in light of everything that happened with like some female runners and just runners in general, if there are plans for maybe like a recreational mm-hmm. program to offer in the area for self-defense for, mm-hmm. for for children. Absolutely. I've worked, um, there's an organization that was started actually by a couple of young women in our community um, called Consent Us. Um, and it's not just to talk about consent as it applies for um, teenagers, but it's also ensuring that especially teen girls feel physically empowered to know how to defend themselves. Um, And so these young women started a program that included self-defense courses. Um, I know they have one coming up November 12th um, in town. and they work uh, with, uh, he's actually a karate instructor in terms of his training to teach a self-defense course. Uh, and I think it's a great idea because I know that that, you know, for for women, and I remember, you know, that feeling of being a girl um, as a teenager, you know, physically you want to feel like you have a shot to know how to get out of a situation that makes you feel like you're in danger. Yeah. And maybe that's not as far as actually having to physically attack somebody else in your own defense. Right. Maybe that's just tips about how you think about walking around town when it's dark you know what is it that you you know want to have on you whether it's a whistle um, you know sometimes you know I had always learned to put keys in between my fingers yeah, when me I too. was little yeah, yeah. I, did too. I yeah. always yeah. have yeah. keys in yep. between my fingers yeah. if, that's right. yeah. if I start to feel unsafe yeah. that's what I would yeah. do yeah. like and I don't remember who taught me that but I remember that that was like <laughs> I don't know exactly what I would do with it right. yeah. I don't either <laughs> I mean maybe I'll just poke them in the eye yeah, or something I'm not really sure alright so a good thing to know and I learned this in a self-defense class is I mean because I did the key thing too Mm -hmm. but then when I thought about it I was like I don't know about that yeah Yeah. um but you can you use your hands palm flat and you clap their ears yeah clap their ears yeah their ears really yes 
So if someone is, but they, well, I mean, they have to be pretty to be close, to, close you. to you. They yeah. have to be pretty close. I mean, they have to be close to you for the key thing too. Right. But if they come up to you, you it disorient. Don't do it to me, Dad. Not- <laughs> Don't do it. What's going to happen? No demonstration. It, no demonstration. But you, it disorients them enough so you have a little bit of time. It's not a it lot really of time. It really disorients them? Right. Like yeah. how? Like what does because it hurt their like head or something? It creates it's a like ringing. It, it ringing in the ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least buys you a little bit of time to like get away. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's it's very effective. <laughs> Sorry, I, have- <laughs> I was just thinking about you doing it to me here on the show, and oh my god! Yeah, I won't do it. But I there could are- pass out. Yeah, well, we could all. We could, I mean, I think even for that's a good idea. You know, yeah. women, yeah. all women. I think it it's good for girls to know. It's good for women to See, know. I would yeah. just. Kick yeah. them where it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I'm yeah. getting really flexible now with my all my stretching that I'm doing and everything. Oh, I literally can just whale them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's always. I mean, there are a lot. Whale of him or her? Who good, knows? It could yeah. be a her that's yeah, attacking yeah, yeah. you. Right? You, you never, never know. know. You never but know. I think that like knowing some of those things, but it's good to know that there is a program yes. that girls can go to so that they, you know, they can get some teen self-defense and and tips and tricks. Like I, we, I really have. wish we had a Krav Maga in town because oh, they yeah. are really like, I mean, Melanie went to a couple of sessions and got a lot out of it. And mm-hmm. I mean, that is like, if you're going to be in a situation, mm-hmm. Krav Maga is teaching you how yeah. to really like get out of, get yeah, out of get that. Out of that situation and put that person, yeah. unfortunately, probably like, yeah, you know, I don't want to say like you're going to kill the person, but right. like you could probably really hurt the person if, Right. You had to. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, with some of the skills I think that they teach, but mm-hmm. like it's, I don't know. My niece does it, loves it. And yeah. It's, yeah. We also I don't have know. a new, um, there's a new re- recreation division director, Jessica, who's fantastic. Um, I've been working with her on some of the new programming that she's doing. So I'd love to also suggest that to her as an oh, idea oh, for yeah. um, love that. Yeah. a new direction for the recreation department to go in, like especially just sort of broadening programs for, um, you know, for girls in the city, I think is a great thing. Yeah. So. No, that sounds awesome. That's mm-hmm. what I love about you. Emma. Yeah, oh my gosh. She like, she like really listens and like hears people in the residence. I love she's a good like, idea. She's always on I'm it. Always re- I'm always ready. <laughs> okay. So this is the hardest question that we ask, but we always love to ask it because we love to hear about it. What makes Emily remarkable? I <laughs> see. I don't, I, I am again, I'm very grateful. Thank you for, for, calling me that and making me part of the series um it it makes me you know feel kind of embarrassed because i i don't i was just gonna say nobody can see emily right now but she's blushing and and almost every woman that is in that seat blushes at that they're They're like what wait yes i'm also very irish and pale so i blush very easily (laughs) um but you know i don't think of like what i'm doing is remarkable you know i i think about it as you know, I'm really grateful for for the things I've had in my life and the good, great experiences I've had. I love um, having two daughters and thinking about how to make them feel grateful for their life and just continuing to always approach your daily life with a sense of gratitude and giving back. Um, and for me, the fact that you know, that that's received as a remarkable thing. Like, I want everyone to be remarkable in that way because I, I hope everybody is investing in their time and of themselves um, 
you know, in, in whatever space that is, you know, my space happens to be kind of in that area of like the city and my role as a council person, but that could just be, you know, in your school community, in your faith community, you know, there's so many different places where people give of themselves and, um, have these incredible relationships with the people they're building up around them. And, um, you know, I, I'm extremely flattered. Thank you for, for thinking of me that way. Cause <laughs> I, I hope that means that, you know, th- good things are happening. Yes, good um, things are happening. <laughs> they definitely are. And I know all the moms say that it's a tough, it's a tough question, but really the reason why we ask it, and I was saying this to someone else that you realize, you know, you take a beat. Cause I think as moms, we don't always take a beat mm-hmm. to think about our accomplishments, all of the things mm-hmm. that we're doing that are really having an impact mm-hmm. and, and inspiring other people. Yeah. Like, you know, you said you for your two daughters, I'm sure, you know, you're a great inspiration for them. I hope so. Um, and a great <laughs> you are. You're a great role model for them for them as well. So oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here today yes. with us, Emily. Thank you so much, Emily. Thank it was you. great seeing you. Yes, yeah. thank you so much for having me. Oh.